Hello, welcome to the ASIM podcast. My name's Andrew. I'm Nathan. I'm Chris. And I'm Evan. Today's topic will be on media. We brought in the Fletcher Media Business. It is located in Scarborough, Maine. This is Diana. Hi to everyone. Thank you for inviting me here today. And Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you yeah. for coming. And so now we have questions. So okay. why, why were you founded or what inspired you to found this business or if it was founded by someone else? I am the founder and um, the president. I founded this company to, in 2003. This is actually my second career. And my first career is what led me here today. My first career was in television news. I worked in television news for 16 years as both an anchor and reporter. Um, I like to say my much younger evil twin was in that business. <laughs> but working in TV news, I recognized that a lot of people and companies needed help um, with synthesizing their message for different audiences, which is really what public relations is all about. So I feel as though I gained valuable skills as a news reporter and was able to leverage those skills to start my company, which is Fletcher Media. And my company is a PR company, public relations company, and we also are a video production company. Um, how has COVID-19 affected your business? That is a great question, Evan, because one year ago today, everything started changing, didn't it, for everyone's lives. Mm -hmm. um, I have, just for background, I have clients in very different industries but most of the industries my clients are in are technical industries, engineering, um, private equity, uh, large nonprofits. And for the clients that I have, there were a lot of messages they needed to get out immediately to either their internal audiences, which would be their, their employees or the customers they work with about when they were, if they were staying open or closing or you know, everything was happening so rapidly. And then uh, that included large nonprofits who have like retail locations. So COVID, with, with COVID settling in, my business completely pivoted to really help my clients reach their audiences in the way they needed to reach them in a, at the exact times when things were changing with COVID. So as you can probably remember, a year ago, we started getting all these like messages from state governments and the national government, things were shutting down. So when things were shutting down, businesses need to figure out how they told their audiences how they were gonna shut down and what they were gonna do. So that was part of it. But then also when more COVID cases started going up, some of these businesses experienced COVID cases within their businesses and they had to message to other people how they were handling COVID in their workplace. So COVID, for your question, COVID dramatically changed the work that I do. And it was very, the first few months, honestly, it was like 24 seven working with my clients continually to help them message and figure out how they can manage COVID within their businesses and how they would talk to their audiences. So it changed it dramatically. I never really, um thought of it that deep before on this from your sort of perspective 
that you might have as a PR manager or founder or however? Well, I think that mostly people think of public relations as putting out good press releases about new products and new services to talk about all the great things that companies are doing. But when a crisis strikes like pandemics, it affects every business in a very different way. And it's how can you help communicate to those people you need to communicate to in the proper way. And that's really what, and actually that's what I enjoy the most is figuring out kind of that, those like very strategic and, and difficult situations, how to help my clients get through those. Because when you think about it, all of us were dealing with the pandemic in a very different way. For all of you, it was like, you're going to school, then all of a sudden you're not going to school, right? Yeah. So personally within your families, and school-wise, everybody was dealing it, dealing with it in a very different way. What, what was your favorite experience on the job, I guess? Or what is your favorite company you've worked with? Um, if you're allowed I, to I'm say. Very, oh, yeah. If I'm you're allowed, allowed to say. To say. No, right. that's, that, no, that's okay. And that's a good question, too. Because some, some clients, I can't talk about working with them because those are usually clients who are in crisis. And mm. we don't want to talk about a crisis they've been through. So, um I'm very lucky that I've worked with clients everywhere from private equity to technology, semiconductors, all the way down to nonprofits, large nonprofits, such as Goodwill Northern New England is one of my clients, and also a large nonprofit out of New York City called the Committee for Hispanic Children and Families, probably one of the longest names ever <laughs> for an organization. I really enjoy two things. I really enjoy my work especially in video production, when I work with nonprofits to be able to tell their story and their mission, to be able to help them raise money and bring in support. So that's one of the most favorite parts of my job, that aspect. So the Committee for Hispanic Children and Families is one of my favorite clients that I have that I've worked with for several years. The second I think would be, I, I love working with every client in solving their problems. So if I know that at the end of the day, I've solved a problem for a client, that makes me feel good and I enjoy working with them. What does your average day involve? Oh, okay. Every day is different, but, <laughs> um, and it was a little different. It is different too, Evan, between pandemic and now, because I think the last 12 months, I've mostly been working out of my house, sitting in front of my computer <laughs> and doing calls like this, which is fine and it's good. But a typical day would be, um, in the morning, getting all of my emails out and touching base on all of my current clients. So I would say, just for background, like last year I had about 25 clients during the year, but usually I'll have 10 clients who I have ongoing projects. So I'll check up on all my clients and see what their needs are for the day, either by email or just checking in on my list of to-do but then I work with my freelancers. So I have a freelance videographer and editor I work with, and I have a freelance graphic designer I work with. And I've also worked with web designers. So my day will basically include touch-ins in the morning to make certain all my projects that are in, that are in progress are going along with my freelancers. Um, I'll check in with my clients by midday to see if they have any concerns on their projects that we're moving forward. And then usually I'll have a portion of my day 
or my week, probably three days out of the week, about an hour or two, I do business development. So I'm looking forward to the projects that I want to bring in. And I'm either writing proposals or making kind of calls to people to say, hey, can when can we schedule this project for the future? So to answer your question, every day is filled with checking with clients. I could do honestly 40 emails a day, checking with my freelancers on my projects, writing content, and then also business development at some point during the week, every few days. Um, that's really very COVID centric because I've you know, obviously been working from home. Now that things are loosening up a bit, I am traveling for work. And when I travel for work, I mostly do video production work, socially distanced and safe. So I do usually have a lot of travel in my schedule and that will, that will happen again in 2021. Traveling, would you say you've done for your job? <laughs> um, I will say, how do I, how do I phrase this, Andrew? I, um, there have been years where I will be on four trips a month. And those could be at one point I had a couple, I had four years where I was constantly traveling to the West coast and I was in San Francisco, Silicon Valley twice a month. So I had some serious frequent flyer miles. <laughs> so now I would say <clears throat> this month I will have had four trips. Well, actually this month I'll have four trips for clients. Um, three of those are out of state and one is uh, going, uh, heading down east. So it's a four hour drive to one of my clients in Northern Maine. So probably at least every other week <clears throat> I travel. Is Silicon Valley where, isn't that where all the, uh, the big, the big Hollywood businesses are and whatnot? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. technology. It's kind of the center. Oh of yeah. Technology. technology. Can you see me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. I used to work with, um, okay. <clears throat> Fairchild, Fairchild Semiconductor, which has a fabrication facility here in South Portland, but their headquarters is in Silicon Valley. So I would go back and forth between the East and West coast. And, um, I learned a lot about the culture. And it was, it was an interesting um, several years spending time out there. You know, when you like go by the Google campus and, you know, I mean, it was pretty amazing. Like it's just a whole different world out there. What does your average day entail? Like outside of the email sort of stuff? <laughs> That's a good question. I didn't get into that enough. I do a lot of, I develop all the content. So um, I have a, so I'll give you like yesterday was a great example. I'm developing, I'm writing the content for a website for an engineering firm, engineering and environmental company. So I spent a couple hours on the phone yesterday with the web developers <clears throat> going over what was needed, what content was needed for the website. And I will go back and write that content and manage the images and the content that are put onto that website. So I'm very hands-on with my clients. So I'm doing a lot of content development and writing. Um, and providing them for whatever platform they need it for. How okay. would you define good. success? Oh, that's a that's good a question. That's a very good question, isn't it? Everyone's definition of success is very different, and we always have to remember that, don't we? Because I feel like some people think success is all about money. Where, I mean, money's important because you can do the things that you want to do, but I feel like success in my company is is making my clients feel secure and um, secure and that they are successful with what they need to fulfill. 
So the engineering and environmental company I referenced, fabulous company. They've got six offices across five states, a large firm. They are not natural communicators. So I've been brought in to help them communicate. So every day they give me a problem. It could be as simple as how do we rewrite our bios and our resumes to help me put together, help them put together an entire website. So by helping them with the skills that I'm strong in and they're not strong in, that to me, that's success. I've been able to deliver to that client what they need to work every day. So I feel like success to me is making certain that every one of my clients are happy and that we've not only fulfill the project we work on, but above the project and look ahead to whatever they may need with their communications. Um, personally, success is just, um, I mean, it's always great to make money and I feel like I'm, I'm very lucky doing what I do, but um, just being able to travel too. That's, a, that's a, a huge thing for me is to be able to have the freedom to travel and travel to fun places. So success is more about making my clients happy and um, fulfilling their needs and, and their projects. So, so you would say success might be, so your sort of success is you like to make other people happy and like feel like their, their goal is, is met, right? I, yeah, I believe it's really, you know, a lot of times, a lot of these companies I have, I have a subset of skills that I think I can bring to them. And as long as I can, you know, they'll come to me with a project and I'll say, we can do this for the project, but to look beyond what that one project is, to find out how I can help them in other ways with their communication needs. To me, that's having a successful client and a successful kind of business model. So that my business model is not just about charging clients for projects, but actually looking at partnerships with my clients. To me, I think that's, that's success. Personal success is just being healthy and being paid for my worth and having great kids, which Evan knows my family. <laughs> he knows my family and great friends and family. I think that's very important. And I think doing what I love to do and that's, that's the most important part. That's also very important. Uh, what would you say, I don't know if this is a, a bad question to ask, but like, what is the biggest company you've worked for, I guess? Um, I would say uh, Fairchild Semiconductor. They had 9,000 employees nationwide, or across the world, actually, worldwide. Um, I was for several years there. I was a contractor, but I was their communications manager in charge of communications, internal communications to all 9,000 employees. And I also produced technical videos for Fairchild Semiconductor. So it, um, that was probably, that was definitely the largest client I've ever had. And it was a long-term client. They were bought by another company. So um, that, so my work ended when they were bought by another company, but it was very fulfilling for nine years working with them. I was very lucky to have them as a client. That's great. And then on the contrary to that, what would you say your smallest uh, client you've worked? I don't know if that's a rude question. No, no. I, but... I mean, I think that um, I've also worked with individuals who are thought leaders. 
So I think those are would be considered smaller clients. They're just people who need to um, either write content, raise their brand. Um, those are those are smaller clients that I work with, and that's that's also fulfilling as well. And it's always in a it's always in a industry I know little about, and then I learn a lot. <laughs> so, what is your What's the hardest part of your job? I think the hardest part of my job, two things. One is at this point, managing all of the projects at one time. That can be a little, um, a little um, stressful, I think, especially in the time when I'm working at a home and I, have, I could work 24 seven, right? We could all do that because, you know, we're all at home right now. That's stressful. And I think, the other difficult part is, it's not difficult, it's challenging, is that because I work in so many different industries that I um, have to change my like mindset from one project to another very quickly. So I could be talking with, <clears throat> give you an example, one moment I could be talking with Goodwill Northern New England about writing their crisis communication plan, which is what I'm doing right now. And 10 minutes later, I'm talking to um, an aquaculture client about how we're filing for Department of Environmental Protection permitting, which is very technical. <laughs> so, you know, I have to make quick shifts in my mind on different subject matters. That's challenging day to day. Yeah, that does sound, that does sound very challenging. Uh, I guess. What's your favorite uh, moment while working? Oh, good one. Okay, I, I did have a client, when you mentioned what was my favorite client, but I did have a client who, you're gonna laugh when you hear this, but uh, he was a yachtsman, sailed sailboats, raced sailboats. So I was able to go to three different sailboat races and we're talking big, big races in France. So right. I have to say, yes. So I have to say that's probably one of my favorite favorite clients moments one of at one time we were christening a boat with thousands of people watching and that was a pretty cool pretty cool thing it's probably something I'll never get to do again but it was a once in a life well three times I got to, to go on three different races but those are probably some really really memorable favorite times being in France yeah, since um, switching in between company strategies was the hardest part of your job or most challenging, what would be the like least challenging part? Talking to people. <laughs> I think that just, um, I think the part that I, it's very innate and very um, comforting and what I enjoy is just talking to my clients all the time. That's not challenging at all. Um, sometimes writing for them is very easy because I know exactly what they need and I can write something very quickly. Writing comes very natural. So that's probably the easiest part of, that's probably the easiest part of my job is just communicating and talking. And, um, you know, a lot of my clients have become good friends too. So that's, that's a good thing. That is all the questions we have for you today okay well thank you it was nice talking with all of you i really and great questions 
Really, thank really you. appreciate it. Really good thank question. You, thank you. Oh, also one last thing before uh, yep. we go. Where can uh, where can you be found? Like, what what is your business phone number to communicate and like? I'll send you. I'll my web my website is Fletcher, F L E T C H E R, hyphen, media dot com, and that's the best place to find out a little bit more about my company, and to contact me. So that's where the people can find you. Yeah. Okay. And on LinkedIn too. LinkedIn is very important for everyone. So always have a profile on LinkedIn. And then thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you. thank you so much. It was nice talking with all of you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Nice Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of ASIN Podcast. We hope you tune in next time.